You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. The only people for me are the mad ones. The ones who are mad to live, mad to talk, mad to be saved. Desirous of everything at the same time. The ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but burn, burn, burn like fabulous yellow Roman candles exploding like spiders across the stars. Welcome to the first ever episode of The Mad Ones. Unfortunately, tonight, uh, Jessica, a.k.a. Soup Can Green, was unable to make it. She's out there being a helper and helping a friend of hers who recently had, I believe, their second baby. And once you start adding babies, things just get... But unfortunately, she couldn't be here today. She will be here next week. Um, But today in her place to take up the co-host spot for tonight, I have the only man that you should ever buy a microphone from, uh, Mr. Dent in the world. How you doing, Dent? Man, I'm doing great. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing all right. Uh, It's kind of funny. Like we, we had planned to do the first episode this week but both of us last week when we made all of the decisions to rebrand uh like the the beginning of last week just completely forgot that she was going to be out of town and so she's very disappointed that she can't be here and i'm we're both disappointed that we both forgot that somehow but alas we're here and today i need to i need to introduce the man of the hour the guy in the hot seat the Uniballer himself, the man you may know from Rebel with a Cause and Anarchy in Space, a literal fire crotch, and an all-around stand-up guy, Mr. Eric Halar. <laughs> Thank How you. you doing, buddy? Thank you for that uh, wonderful, warm <laughs> introduction. Just <laughs> fire crotch, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, I mean, let's be real. I mean, you're you're you are a ginger. Yes, very much so. Although a little more white these days. Yeah, that's true. Frosted ginger. Uh, but you did take you did take fire to your crotch, which is why that pun was there. <laughs> yes. Yes. The uh, the wonderful 2004 <laughs> incident. Gotta love it. I feel like people need to know about this incident. <laughs> OK, so in uh, 2004, uh, I worked as a uh, security guard and uh, I had worked, I don't know, close to like 100 hours one week. So I was like dead ass tired. Got out of my truck at two o'clock in the morning, coming off of a shift, and uh, wasn't uh, doing the uh, muzzle discipline correctly, and uh, put a nine millimeter round straight through my testicles. So destroyed my <laughs> right testicle completely, and it grazed my left leg on the way out. And so that was uh, that was not fun. That was not fun. <laughs> I I believe the first time you told me this story, my face was probably something like. <laughs> because i mean just the idea of having one of your balls split open is yeah. just Ugh. so yeah those uh those silver tipped hollow points they do work i, I can verify it <laughs> well let me ask you though in that moment when you'd shot yourself in the testicle yes did you feel as afraid as alexandria ocasio-cortez felt that day when she was hiding in the capital allegedly so here's the thing when you when you make a a bonehead maneuver and accidentally shoot yourself in a very uncomfortable place uh i didn't realize i had shot myself at first 
I was more concerned that I had just fired a round in the middle of the night. I was looking around to see if I had accidentally woken somebody up. So I'm like looking at everybody's windows, seeing if lights are going on. And then I check the inside of my truck door because I was then concerned I had just put a bullet through it. I was like, okay, all right, none of that. Uh, I, I guess I got away with this one and I'll just go inside because I have an awful, powerful need to take a shit all of a sudden. So, <laughs> Ooh. but it wasn't that it was oh. lower abdominal pain that was now starting to creep up to the old brainstem to say, hey, by the way, idiot, you just <laughs> shot your nuts. <laughs> I don't I don't know why I laugh. It's, what? <laughs> so I was talking to um Brit from the Freckles and Brit show. Yes. The week before last, and we talked she's in California. We were talking about guns. This was after the show. Yeah. And she was talking about how she's kind of scared to hold guns sometimes because her brain just wants her to put the finger on the trigger, on the trigger rather yeah. than having trigger discipline. Yeah. And I was like I know what you can do to make you never have to worry about that. You have to shoot yourself. Accidental discharge. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I have I have this stupid nine millimeter. It's a Ruger <laughs> yeah, LC9. LC9, yeah. It has the dumbest safety features. There's like 1,900 safety features in this gun. Yeah. And one day I was sitting with my friends and we, we all had our guns out. We, were, we just cleaned them. And uh, my, I had, in order to pull the trigger, you have to have the magazine in mm -hmm. for some reason. Yeah. And so I had, I had uh, emptied the magazine. I'd cleaned everything up. I put everything back in the magazine. There was nothing in my gun. I carry, you know, mag plus one. You know, I've got, I've got one in the chamber. And so I didn't have, I had nothing in the chamber. The mag was right next to it. Apparently, unbeknownst to me, a friend of mine sitting next to me, had grabbed the gun when I went up to take a piss, had put the magazine in, racked one into the chamber, took out the magazine, and put it down. And so, me, a little bit, I drank a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. I picked up the bit. gun and I was like, oh, well, I want to pull the trigger to just clear that so that I, you know, I just, creature of habit. And so, I pull the trigger and we're in this little tiny, like, one-bedroom apartment and <laughs> I'm sitting in front of one of those TV trays. And I'm like, suddenly I'm sitting there and I'm holding the gun. And the next moment, the TV tray is literally in pieces. <laughs> There's a hole in the wall and everyone, we were on the very bottom floor of apartments that went directly towards like a, a brick wall. So no one got hurt. Yeah. No one actually even heard it apparently. But that was the last time I put my finger on a trigger <laughs> without doing that last minute check. Yes. Yeah, one of the four rules, you treat every weapon as if it is loaded, and uh, you violated it. Yep. That's my pocket carry right there. It's a 32 ACP. Oh, that's cute. Uh, from <laughs> oh, wait, you want to see cute. Hold on, I'll show you cute. Hold on. Here's my wife's pearl-handled 38 special. Oh, we're about to get cute up in here. <laughs> so That's my little five-shot 22. Um, yeah, this is I. So I carry this if I'm like maybe going to a friend's house, and the only thing that could possibly happen is you know I get a flat tire and somebody tries to mess with me on the side of the road, or I have to go to a wedding and I don't want like a you know a bulky you know yeah. anything in my pocket. I prefer pocket carry because if I yeah uh, I've had a couple of parking lot incidents actually that it was very nice to have uh, one of these with me, 
And uh, so I, when I walk across parking lots, like from restaurants and things like that, <laughs> um, I'm probably pointing a gun at you uh, as I pass you. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. That's just kind of my <laughs> my thing is I, I, I prefer pocket carry and that 32 is really nice uh, for that. But that 22 is, again, it's <laughs> handy for probably not going to need it. Yeah. I'll just put it in my pocket. Um, I don't know. Like even at work and I, I even work at home. I carry it around, you know, my house. I mean, yeah. just what happens if somebody shows up and goes nuts? Sure. Then yeah. you really don't know this thing is in your pocket. It just disappears. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's fun. It's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. me. I uh, I carry a Glock 17 everywhere I go. So that's always kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, every Glock I ever put in my pocket was just a little too yeah. bulky for me. Yeah, so they're kind of like, like two by fours. You can kind of tell that yeah. that's, that's a nice pocket carry right there. Yeah. Yeah, to, so to circle it back around, the uh, the gun that did it back in 2004 was a Ruger P95. So just a <laughs> gotta love that piece of garbage. <laughs> you should like post that on their website, like share that as like feedback. <laughs> hey, it worked. I blew my ball off with your gun. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it was an $18,000 surgery I got for free. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you, um, and I've asked you this before, so I'm literally just asking because it, it's interesting to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> how's the replacement? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, I think it was like three and a half hour surgery afterwards, and uh, they kind of put like whatever was left of the testicle and sewed it back up to the scrotum and along with a little plastic nudicle to throw in there as well. Which was uh, four thousand dollars. I looked at the itemized bill. It was uh, that was ridiculous. Does it glow in the dark? No, no. Should should have sprang for the battery powered one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vibrating <Balls>. testicle. <laughs> hey, watch this, honey. Click. <laughs> yeah. It's like what is that? I think well, there was this whole thing in two thousand and four. <laughs> Well, you were able to make a child. So, I mean, no, 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 no. I have no kids of, I have no kids of my own. I have adopted out of the uh, foster care system, oh, which is what, uh, yeah, which is yeah. what every good uh, anarchist should do. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. David, David Derryberry from the uh, morning drive with David, I think adopted three. Yeah. He's, he's gone a little bit overboard with the, uh, with the whole adoption <laughs> thing. <laughs> So tell me what what is a a, a nudicle? <laughs> well, that is the fake plastic uh, testicle that they uh, put in there. So it, is that like a technical term? That's like its actual name is nudicle. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when it happened, I thought I was like, "Don't you just give those to dogs?" Like after you neutered right. them, and it was like, it was like, no, they make them for people too. I was like, why? Wait, wait, wait! They give dogs fake nuts? Yes. I did not know that yes. that was a thing. Yes. Why? Uh, something to do with like, sometimes the dog will know that its balls have been snipped, which, you know, <laughs> how do you miss it? It's like, Hey, I'm, I'm looking back here and I'm missing some pieces. <laughs> right. Jeez. Now I'm going to tear up your furniture for no apparent reason. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 I wonder if the nudicle was named by like the first guy that, um, uh, that, you know, kind of like the hurricanes, you know, they get to name them. <laughs> The guy was just like, nudicle, yes. <laughs> well, we're neutering a dog. We'll just uh, yeah, I'm we'll gonna, call it a nudicle. I'm going to make everybody say this forever. 
it is quite fun to to say you know nudical nudical yeah. nudical <laughs> makes me think of uh what's that that hazelnut chocolate spread N- nutella yeah, nutella, yeah, nutella. Yeah. Yeah. makes me think of nutella yep <laughs> so okay i haven't asked you this before what was your background previous to like voluntarism anarchy ah, etc previous the awakening uh let's see yeah, were you a, were you a dirty neocon that's the that's the vibe i get yeah i was a little bit of a uh of a republican asshat there for a while um <laughs> yeah i always had this uh strange little streak of you know maybe i don't really trust everything that the government says but obviously i'm going to go join the military because you know that's what you do when you're from a small town in the south and uh yeah so uh supported the first bush you know it was like it's like man and then they uh the sun won me over with the whole libertarian speech of no nation building and we're not going to get involved in the middle east and you know sure enough months later it was like no fuck all that we're just gonna we're gonna go over there and start some illegal wars and shit yeah then i had a uh, brief little dalliance with the constitution party which is nothing but a uh, (laughs) republican circle jerk i was like no the constitution (laughs) says this oh it says that yeah it's ridiculous I'm always trying to start beef with Constitution Party. I just think it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, the Constitution says a lot of things. Unfortunately, yes. it doesn't stop anything. Yeah, yeah. Is the Lysander Spooner intensifies. Yeah. But yeah, then after that, uh, became a little uh, good little big L libertarian there for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? You know, you're overhearing conversations that are taking place in the back room about who they're going to get to to do next. And they're definitely lubing you up for Bill Weld by having him show up to the gala in 2018 with a full tux and brown loafers. So, yeah, I was like, no, not this guy. Not again. Can't do it. <laughs> so who was who? What was the crystallizing moment? Who was it that made you decide to go towards the Libertarian Party? Uh, I mean, really, it was just myself, just kind of looking at everything and uh, just kind of overhearing. It's like, you know what? I'm kind of done going to meetings, uh, showing up with the uh, with the uh, with the Dan's out there from New Orleans. It's like who who handed me a copy of Robert's Rules, and I'm like, no, <laughs> just no. <laughs> What is the short and abridged version? Robert's Rules of Order. I don't, I don't care. I, yeah. <laughs> this is not how human <laughs> beings talk to each other. <laughs> I was in the room with, the, with that whole Bill Weld situation in 2016. And I, so my first experience of libertarian anything, I swear to you, was I drove to Florida and went to the 2016 <laughs> convention at, you know, as a you know, conservative Republican type. Did you hang out with Star Trek? All Child? I do. You gotta hang. Uh, out. You gotta hang out with Star Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw Star Child <laughs> yeah. there. I didn't know who any of these people were. Um, I I think I told this story before, but uh, I actually had lunch um, watching Tom Woods, and the guy sitting next to me had a rubber boot on his head. Yep. And uh, of course, it was Vermin Supreme, and that was my first experience at the LP. Was I was listening to Tom Woods speak, and I was like, "Wow, this guy makes a lot of sense," but he's not talking about any conservative solutions like political solutions right. but he's talking to me kind of like a conservative and then this guy sits next to me and i find out much later oh that was vermin supreme i yes. had lunch with vermin for supreme um but i was in that room and i will tell you holy shit those people were so pissed off they didn't like gary but the bill weld thing the the murmuring that was going on behind those C-SPAN cameras was yeah. really intense. That's how Larry Sharp almost beat him. Guy. It was like 47 votes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 
Oh, it was just a constant murmur of disapproval. Those people were so pissed. Yeah. And Sarwark was taking every opportunity he could and coming up to the mic and just and selling people on the idea <laughs> that if we had Bill Weld yeah. and Gary, then they would get interviews with legitimacy. The big TV shows. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and he every chance he got, if there was a blank moment, Sarwark would go up to the mic and beg people, please give me uh, Bill Weld and and uh, and uh, Gary, and of course they did. A, they had to do a couple of votes, but they got it. Those people were so pissed. Like the core of those people were, yeah. were very pissed. Yeah. yeah, in 2018 they were definitely lubing us up for Bill Weld again. So he was like all over the convention floor. And then the uh, the famous GIF, if you guys look it up, where Bill Weld is dancing at the gala with his little brown loafers on. I'm like 10 feet away from him when that happened. I was like, nice. what the fuck is this guy doing? It's brown loafers and tails. A tux with tails. Yeah. 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 And then he decided <laughs> that he was going to primary Trump. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, that because that worked out real well for him. Yeah. Nobody even knew, yeah, what was going on uh, at all. Although I think the worst of those guys um, <laughs> was uh, the for former governor. I'm here in South Carolina, Mark Sanford. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but Mark Sanford decided to, he was also going to primary Trump. And Sanford, I believe he was in Pennsylvania. So he did an event and he was standing there with like a trillion dollar check, right? Because yeah. he's Mr. You know, I'm going to control the spending. And one person showed up and the guy was a Democrat that Sanford had taught his daughter when she was in college and he just wanted to shake his hand and say hi because he was in the area. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was fantastic. Well, I was just driving by. I thought I would uh, stop and shake your hand. That's, that's literally who showed up was that one guy and he just wanted to shake his hand. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> and his trillion dollar check. That's fun. A libertarian candidate can at least get 10 people in the same room together. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you remember, I don't know if anyone else remembers this, but in, I think it was the 2016 Libertarian National Convention, I guess the Mises people had their own little setup at the, the thing and Eric July performed. Yeah. That was uh, 2018. I was there. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I, I just yeah, saw, I just saw a video of Eric July performing and like seven or eight people headbanging as autistically as possible. And I laughed for about 45 yes. minutes. Yeah. I was, uh, right before Tom Woods came up to get his speech, somebody was calling me back cause they were going to do some kind of vote on the floor and I was a delegate. So I had to leave there and I oh missed boy. all of that stuff. I was so mad, but I, they, I did get to see Tom Woods later that day. I was uh, walking right past him. And I said, Hey, Tom Woods. And just kept going. So, <laughs> he said, Hey, fire crotch. <laughs> no, he was, uh, he was busy talking with his entourage, which included one Nick Sarwark, which I thought was kind of funny at the time. Mm. Yeah, that is, uh, <laughs> that's a little off. <laughs> All right. So I've got a fun, uh, Nick Sarwark story. So okay. after the 2018 co convention, uh, one of your, uh, your buddies there in South Carolina come up with a, with a vape. And, uh, he was like, Oh man, I would love to, you know, get a vape with the, with the chair. And uh, I was standing right there. Cause I was like, you know, well, you know, well done, you know, my guy didn't win, but you know, you know, well done type of thing. So we both hit this vape. And then the guy says, by the way, that was so much weed. <laughs> 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 I had spaced out. And they're like, the moment I came to, I was like talking with Drew Leda from Oregon. <laughs> I was like, 
how how am I here talking to you right now? I don't remember what happened. <laughs> the South Carolina guy was he? Is he like a, a early to mid thirties guy? I think yeah, he, he had like Greenville a whole bunch area. of light. Yeah, he had a whole bunch of light up uh, little jump ropes or something that he was twirling around in the dark and creating his own rave. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Because I, re- I remember I, I met the delegate guy from South Carolina at the twenty sixteen convention, just asking questions. And things, so. Yeah. So yeah, he was uh, one of your fellow countrymen over there. <laughs> yeah, got me fucked up on his day. <laughs> <laughs> so much weed. Yeah. He's like, dude, that was so much weed. I was like, oh great, I'm already drunk. This is not going to be fun. My only experience with Sarwark was again as a uh, you know pretty much a, a a conservative that knew that I just needed to get away com- from conservatism. Um, I am pro life, and um, I had gotten in touch with Sarwark. Uh, through the Facebook page, and yeah. he was actually he was actually you know private messaging me, and uh, my whole thing was that I thought that they should at least remove the abortion platform uh, from uh, you know their their list uh, and um, yeah doing away from the plank he, he, yeah yeah from the plank and he you know he pretty much was like I don't know you know I don't I don't think it's going to go anywhere and then when I was there in 2016. Uh, they had a very small majority that wanted to change or delete the plank, but they needed a super majority, so it stayed on there. So I was like, ah, there you go. Yeah, it came up again in uh, 2018. And I remember, uh, uh, what's the hell is that? Daryl Perry came out. It was like, they're doing the abortion plank. <laughs> and we all came running back in there. It was kind of fun. Man, that guy, he was a hoot in the 2016 uh, debates. <laughs> yep. Showing up with, uh, you know, white socks and sport shoes and a suit that was way oversized for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, all anybody, all anybody remembers is Gary with the driver's license, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the whole room was just like, boo! Ooh. And the amount of people that would boo at like, shouldn't we be able to sell heroin to six-year-old kids? Boo! You know? <laughs> <laughs> with, par- with parental permission, come on. I mean- Right. You have to admit, that's a pretty easy one for like anybody who's even a little skeptical of like the LP. And then all you have to do is show them clips of like talking about kids being able to buy heroin. (laughs) So dumb. So dumb. It's like the easiest straw man to burn down. It's like, do you really think I want to give a heroin needle to a child? Come on. I know. But people don't get that it's about not adding a jail sentence to yes. things. You know, they they think that what you're saying is go do this. Yes, you approve this. Yeah. No, I've I've had those conversations with uh, with the normies uh, at some of the offices I've worked at. It was like, so are you saying cocaine is good? I'm just like, no, no, I'm it's not. great. I, don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just don't want your only experience with trying to rehabilitate being you know ash rape in a prison cell somewhere. Yep. Exactly right. You know, if you wouldn't want that for your own children. Yeah. I try to ask people that a lot. Like, you think about this. Let's say your son is arrested for drugs, doing drugs, possessing drugs, selling drugs, whatever. What do you want to add to his addiction? What do you want to add to his problems? Yeah. Is it a jail sentence? So why the hell would you do that to other people? Yeah. I've, I've asked moms this and then it's like, oh, no, I'd be looking for every kind of deferral program I could find. And bring it before the judge. I was like, really? So I think one of my favorite things about the LP is like, I feel like every time I've watched it, it's not been, I, I didn't watch any in 2020. I, Cause I, oh, oh God, yeah, who gives a well, shit? I could care less. I did, yeah. 
Um, but like previous to that, it was just like a every all those debates felt genuinely just like, hey, how many catchphrases can I get out of my trap before the microphone shuts off? Yeah. And everyone's pretending like the old and overused cliches that they're they're saying over and over again are just the most incredible things they've ever they've ever said and yes. anyone's ever heard. Really turned me off. I've shut down the argument because I repeated what was on a bumper sticker. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Can I just say also that just standing near um, John McAfee, or is it McAfee? McAfee. I always forget. Um, Of McAfee, which has been on your show before. Um, Just standing near him at the LP, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I don't think you'd want to be like stuck in an elevator with that guy. (laughs) It's just, it's super bad vibes. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's, It's buried bodies vibes and you just can't escape it. It's super weird. I'm just yeah. gonna say, like his aura is like not it's good. Manic. That's all it is. It's just mania. It's <laughs> it's bad. Probably got yeah. a contact high. Didn't even realize it. <laughs> yeah, Can you get a contact high from cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <I> suppose. <laughs> McAfee, man, it's like he was just like a mo- pat him on the back. A whole bunch of white dust comes off. I'm just saying. <laughs> dude so he was great in the debates though i enjoyed watching him in the debates i just it was weird being like near him like in the hall and yeah and what that's what's interesting is like i've talked to a couple of people in the past and you know i said you know yeah i talked to john mcafee on my sh- on the show before and they like several people have all said the same thing like well i kind of feel like i wouldn't want to do that because he gives me bad vibes or talking to him he just kind of goes and does his own thing and just kind of rants yes. and it's no fun and i was like here's that here's what you do. You start off by calling that woman who made the uh, that that uh, what's it called the documentary about him a oh, horrible bitch. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then yeah. he'll laugh, and then from there you get to dictate the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good approach. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think I shocked somebody. It was like, well, you know, he's doing the rounds. So you could have him on your on yours, and I was just like, yeah, I don't talk to politicians. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that 2016 though, that might have been his last sort of like public appearance before everything just went downhill for that guy. He he, he was on the lamb shortly after. Yeah, he was like in the in the middle of the ocean and stuff when we were. Yeah, he was doing the. Right. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was doing island hopping down in the Caribbean there for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, yeah, then he shows up yeah. to Cuba and like wants to praise uh, Che Guevara. I was like, what? No. <laughs> what are you it's doing? Like, even if you're the boomer, boomer con, boomer con, he still wouldn't praise Che. I mean, what are you guys doing? Uh, well, speaking of horrible bitches, I do, I do kind of want to <laughs> talk about this, this uh, AOC thing that happened this week. Yeah, oh, yes. Did you did you actually watch the video where she detailed what happened? Uh, yeah, I've seen several of the clips, and she, you know, is looking all concerned and uh, wide eyed. <laughs> and the Capitol Police officer, I could tell he had bad intentions by the way he looked at me. I was like, what? Yeah, that was really strange. And it's like yeah. I, I keep seeing different people debunking her story, which I think is oh, yeah. just is just wonderful. But no, I, yeah. I I did watch this little clip, which people said was the most heart-rending clip that they they saw in her live so if you haven't seen this just try try not to roll your eyes i'm no just do it just roll your eyes like i'm here and the bathroom door starts going like this like the bathroom door is behind me 
or rather in front of me and I'm like this and the door hinges right here and I just hear where is she where is she and um this was the moment where I thought everything was over um look at all the simps just giving the hearts and the weird thing about <laughs> moments like these is that you lose all sense of time um in retrospect um maybe it was four seconds maybe it was five seconds maybe it was 10 seconds maybe it was one second i don't know it felt <laughs> like those hearts <laughs> my brain was able to have so many thoughts it was the in first that time moment, ever. Um, between these screams and these yells of where is she where is she and so I go down and I just, I mean, I thought I was going to die. Um, <laughs> no, you weren't. No, you weren't. <laughs> and I had a lot of thoughts. You have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I think when you're in a situation like that. Um, and like also one of those thoughts that I had was, you know, I just happened to you know, be a spiritual person and be raised totally. in that context. Oh, spiritual. I look at, look really at the hearts go on that one. Like, you know, if this is the plan for me, um, then people will be able to take it from here. Um, I had a lot of thoughts, but that was the Do thought you? that I had about you all. <laughs> Um, oh my God, this is Miss North Carolina all over again. Oh. <laughs> I felt that. Um, I think that was South Carolina. If this was the journey that my life was taking, that I oh, felt that things were going to be okay. Um, <laughs> oh, there it goes. Crocodile uh -oh. tears. Uh -oh. oh no. Oh, oh. She needs to be sent oh. some fart kisses. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of Joe Bluth. There was a scene in Arrested Development where he, they, he thought that, uh, I think they thought Tobias was dead. And he's like, ah, the tears, they're just not coming. The tears aren't coming. <laughs> what was interesting about this whole story is she also mentioned that in the past she was sexually assaulted, which I don't, I don't question. I mean, sure. But yeah, I mean, given everything, she is a pretty gal. Uh, I will give her that. And sure, probably dudes have been rather inappropriate with her. Right. But, I mean, uh, I, this I, is like one of the woke brigades. So did he just say, oh, well, those are nice pants. That, that's some nice shoes there. And that was the sexual assault. There's no talent. I, I mean, that's you the thing. I mean? She, by, by all means, she could have been sexually assaulted. I That's awful <laughs> if she was. But the point, the thing about it was she used that to say that um, Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz were using the same yes. abusive tactics that rapists use and groomers use to shame her into not talking <laughs> about what she needs to talk about. Right. And it's like, this is the most man emotionally manipulative bullshit I've ever heard in my yes. life. Yeah. My favorite thing was somebody had posted the, uh, the street map of the uh, Capitol complex and it's like, your office is here. People entered uh, the Capitol Rotunda, which is over here next door. They weren't in your building. <laughs> yep. You are in the Cannon building with all the other offices. They were in the Capitol Rotunda. 
you were nowhere nearby. But you did put out another Didn't a tw- bunch of other uh, Congress people or Congress women. Didn't a bunch of others say that, oh, they were with her and, and w- witnessed the same yeah. thing? Didn't they try saying that at, like a few days ago? Yeah. Before everybody knew. Yeah. yeah. yeah so there's the th- there's that photo you were talking yeah, about. Yeah. Rep AOC's office right there. Yeah. You're down the street. There's yeah the U.S. Capitol, you know, right up there. And then her office is way down here. And she yeah. she did not like that. Jack Posobiec. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, yeah, Pasovic, uh, yeah put yeah. up this and said that it, you know, they tried to get into multiple places. They also, they right. also put pipe bombs in this area and that area. Yeah, right. and it's like, well, right. no, they put pipe bombs at the DNC and the RNC, right? Which you are also right. not nearby. Yeah, right. and and then right. apparently uh, a lady named Rep- Representative Nancy Mace works in the office down the hall from her, yeah. and so she said. AOC made clear she didn't know who was at the door. Breathless attempts by media to fan fictitious news flames are dangerous. My office is two doors down. Insurrectionists never stormed our hallway. Egregious doesn't even begin to, to cover it. Is there nothing that mainstream media won't po- po- politicize? Watch me yeah. stutter. Yeah. But no, so this woman's like, no, I was two doors down. No one ever came in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was probably somebody yelling, where is she? Where is she? It was the cop. It was the cop. <laughs> yeah. Looking for her to make sure she was okay. Right. And her thing is to go, oh, I'm going to, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm no fan of cops, but it's like, if the cop is there to save you, right? you don't go, well, you know, he had a, what, how did she put it? She said, she said that the police officer bursting into her office, she said his presence didn't feel right. And yeah, that he, he was, was looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> he was looking at her in all of his anger and hostility. So this person who's, who's honestly, if this per, if this cop was like really worried that some of these people may die, he's in a right. mode of got to get out, got to find her. Where is she? Yeah. Where is she? And she's like, well, I think he might be a white supremacist and he came to kill me, too, is kind yeah, of the, I'm brown. The, yeah. the subtext <laughs> of what she said. And it's like, God, you bitch. Yeah, just, I think she said something also like. Oh, and you're not, you're also uh, discounting that there's tunnels. Right. <laughs> like, like they were coming up through tunnels together. Yeah. Like, the mole people. Or some yes. shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that ought to do uh, Monica Perez, uh, you know, a little bit of justice there because she's always talking about the tunnel people now. So, <laughs> Demolition Man. Yes. I need to watch that movie because apparently I'm the only one who hasn't seen it. And so really? she brings it up and I'm like, somehow I, well, I mean, it was probably, it, I think it probably came out at the point in my life when I couldn't watch those movies. Oh, yes. Yes. And so I just never saw it, but it, I hear about it so much now. <laughs> Rated R. Rated R. R. <laughs> it's worth seeing. It's a hard R. And it is actually worth seeing because the uh, Wesley Snipes did a great job with his blonde hair and his uh, brown and blue eye, which was just kind of <laughs> weird. That whole movie was strange. <laughs> it's like, can somebody get the talking couch away from me? Oh boy. But that, that's, that's what's so funny is, you know, she's like, you could, I, I, the first time I watched that video of AOC, I can't tell you how hard I rolled my <laughs> eyes when she started talking about, um, how she's a spiritual person and yes. she knew this is, this is, if this is the time that was chosen for me, I'm just like, are you though? <laughs> yeah. I, Something about that doesn't ring true. I don't know if that's... I'm not trying to say she's any... I'm just saying, sounds like emotional manipulation to me. Yeah, it is. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, well, she's a politician. And, uh, yeah, I mean, on top of that, I mean, any person who can start at negative 27 trillion 
and pass more spending bills. <laughs> uh, there, you were only dealing with the emotional portion of the brain yeah. here. <laughs> Everything else is completely shut down. Yeah. So I had sent out that little subtweet right afterwards. It was like, uh, <laughs> guys, you know, it's like none of that matters. My feels. Because everyone was pointing out as like, well, no, her office is over here. There's no way that people could have been there. You know, got this tweet right here that says that nobody came into the building. I was like, no, 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 doesn't matter. She got scared. It made me think of her and all the people who were like, Rand Paul being rushed by those people. That wasn't, re he wasn't really in danger. Why would anyone say blow? And it's like, yeah, you hadn't, you heard knocking. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you had a cop come to help you and you're yes. acting like you were dying. Like yeah. she kept saying, you know, uh, she actually tweeted that Ted Cruz had tried to have her murdered. Yes. Yes. And I was like, she said that directly to him. And that was after he was willing to help her on a uh, on legislation. Well, he is the Zodiac killer. Yeah. She said, no, thanks. He tried to murder me three months ago or three weeks ago. Like, <laughs> attempted murder is a serious charge. You want to go ahead and do that one in court? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if a guy like Ted Cruz would go after her. You know, for some kind of libel or something like that, for having said such a thing. No. You tried to have me murdered. It's right there in print. It's like, that's insane. Yeah. Well, he is the Zodiac killer. He would just do it. That is true. <laughs> oh. did, did you see that they actually, some cryptographers actually took one of the letters from the Zodiac killer and were able to decrypt it? Yeah. And it was like, yeah. not not very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Not very interesting, and they, they're like primary suspect, maybe a mathematician in Berkeley. Well, I mean, they caught the Green River Killer. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean it's possible that they get the Zodiac Killer, but yeah. he's in he's in the Senate. <laughs> Why are you wasting your time doing yeah. cryptography? He's the guy doing cosplay as Grandpa Munster. You just can't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> if all of those people had to die so that I could discover Hurdy Gurdy Man, I mean, it was... It was worth it. <laughs> so what's your favorite kind of pedophile? <sighs> Preferably the type that would just go ahead and kill themselves to save us all yeah. the trouble later. So, yeah, it's <laughs> so a good one. I haven't read much into the story, but you mentioned it. And I was like, oh, yeah, because apparently <laughs> how many how many feds were shot? Wasn't it three that were shot? Two that died? Yeah, two that died, and I think there was three others that were injured, or that I'm not sure if they were feds or if they were, uh, you know, Broward <laughs> County Sheriff's Department. Wait, where was where was the shooting? Was it in Florida? Oh God, it's yeah, Broward County, where all the weird shit happens yeah. in Florida. No, actually, I actually know someone who works for the sheriff's <laughs> office in Broward County, so oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna okay, have to fed. add. Well, I was I was on his show um, at one point, and I like the guy a lot, but it, he was yeah. like, hey, let's. Let's you can come back on and we can debate this. And I'm like, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Back in See, that blue. I, I'm right. You, I, I'm right. You Why say. would I waste my time arguing or debating? Like, let's just have a fun yeah. conversation. Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no. Yeah. So so apparently there have been a lot of because, you know, there was the Q stuff. Trust the plan. There are all of these. um uh oh yes child trafficking rings that are going to be taken down and i've heard I, I haven't heard that much but i've seen on twitter and on tiktok that the guy who was one of the one of the um, talk <laughs> one of the feds that was shot and possibly i think the one that was killed was like the lead investigator against all of the 
child trafficking and all the stuff that's going down. They're going to take down all the child traffickers. And I was just like, this just sounds like some Q shit. The latest uh, Q thing that uh, that I heard of was that uh, uh, Donald Trump will be uh, sworn in as the 19th president because uh, after World War II, they've all just been corporate CEOs and they haven't been real presidents. Well, uh, what, you know what I love is uh, <laughs> there's a guy I really I, you, you know, Kevin Gutzman. He wrote the politically incorrect guide, I think, to the Constitution. Yes. And he's written several books. He wrote a book yeah. on James Madison. Very smart guy. Yeah, um, but he, he's been on a yeah. kick on Facebook recently talking about how Biden isn't the 46th president. He's really the 45th president because you can't count Grover C Cleveland twice. And, and I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, but the reason <laughs> they do that is just to make yeah. kids understand it. Like it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but who cares? It's their presidents. <laughs> they should all be yeah. you know, tried and. Military tribunals. Every single mm -hmm. one of them is a war criminal. Harrison would have been a war criminal, but he was only there yeah. for 30 William years. William Henry Harrison, we decided, was the best president in the last episode. Yeah, because he died in office. <laughs> so this, this pedophile in Broward County, he got the the feds. Was it just sheriffs or was it actually feds? Yeah, there was a couple agents from the FBI, the uh, sheriff's department, maybe local police might have been involved too. But uh, yeah, apparently they had uh, narrowed down this uh, child okay. pornographer because he had the CP on his computer and uh, they tracked him down and, you know, he wasn't going out without a fight and shot a couple of them and uh, then turned the gun on himself. I mean, he did one good thing on his way out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my boss was like talking about it on the lunch break and he was like, oh, did you see this pedophile shot a couple of fbi agents and then killed himself and i was like no but that's fucking awesome <laughs> high five bro if he hadn't killed himself it would be just kind of like half a win yeah <laughs> yeah so then after that i did see the uh, the memes of the uh, of the incredible hulk it was like i see this as a total win <laughs> uh so tell me tell me about what was it that, they, that you called them earlier uh the dungeons oh the oubliettes there's yes. the word yeah, so uh, if anybody has studied the European history, there's uh, castles. And uh, a lot of times in the castles, there's this little dungeon and there was like a pit. And sometimes there'd be a spike at the bottom. But the oubliette just means forgetting place. So you would just toss your enemy down there and then just walk away. And, you know, did they get impaled by the spike or did they starve to death? Who knows? <laughs> there's no telling. No one's going to check. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that was always my idea for the uh, the pedo pit. You know, I would just dig a deep pit and we would just throw the pedos in there, and that way you know where the pedo is at at all times, <laughs> and then you just walk away from the pit. Yeah, it's a cheap solution. <laughs> that's that's yeah. one of those arguments that I've seen online that makes me hate like the Libertarian Party because it tip, it's typically the Libertarian Party people who talk about it, but they're like, yeah, the capitals. they're like, well, you yeah. know. Uh, making child pornography is wrong but is it really wrong to consume it yes motherfucker do you know yes, anything about is. how markets work it's <laughs> it was a nap violation from the very beginning <laughs> because i mean you're creating demand so you are right. a part of it how yeah and then you just kind of note that one for next time it's like oh okay i mean I anything <laughs> can be defeated in snippets but the lp boy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they got it covered. <laughs> it was like uh, everyone coming out with the uh, the whole age of consent laws need to be repealed. And I was like, guys, this is not the hill you want to die on. <laughs> why do they choose? Yeah. The, why do these people choose these hills? 
I mean, part of it, I guess, is bomb throwing. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to get you to think in a different way about a certain topic. But yeah, agent consent, we're all pretty much on board. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, Western civilization pretty much views you as an adult when you're 18. So, you know, biologically, we can get into the whole thing about, you know, after puberty, everywhere else in the world considers you a, a fully formed human. So it's, uh, but yeah, it, you're going to get lost in the weeds on that well, one really quick. And you, that's just, you just don't. Like, there's no... <laughs> Yeah, there's, just, no, there's no, there's no upside. It. There's no way to have that conversation, yeah. which I don't want to have anyway, yeah, would, without someone leaving going, oh, that dude's a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's just, it's like, he tried to rationalize it. I mean, he seems like he really wants to have sex with a 14 year old. <laughs> yeah. There's like, uh, people think that libertarians are just Republicans who want to smoke weed or whatever, you know, <laughs> libertarians are just Republicans who want to smoke weed and fuck kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently. Just those two things, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is the uh, the Povertarian Caucus, so they can't even afford the plane ticket to Little St. James Island. So. <laughs> yes, Libertarians are Republicans who want to smoke weed, and Democrats who can balance a checkbook. So, well, it's, it's like uh, the actually. This reminds me of something. Um, when I did have John McAfee on my show, in the middle of the show, like this was right after Epstein allegedly killed himself. And we're sitting there and, and we're just, I'm just asking him because, you know, he seems like someone who would know this. And I yeah. was like, so, you know, what do you think of this whole situation? He was like, well, you seem like the criminal type. <laughs> he goes, well, one thing that we need to get out in the open is that Jeffrey Epstein was a gay man. He didn't have sex yeah. with any, well, he said, I don't like using, yeah. you know, but he didn't have sex with any little girls it was little boys he was into and i was just like is this verifiable <laughs> this is this is yeah. interesting <laughs> does anyone know is was jeffrey epstein gay i've seen nothing I, outside of uh mcafee saying that even in like the uh, the old court transcripts you can't find anything alluding to that and everyone who ever came forward was a bunch of girls and they always said that they were sent out to get more girls yeah, he had his own little uh, pyramid scheme going you on. You have so. to wonder, though, did John McAfee know him? And did he know that and no one else is talking about it? <laughs> I can't see McAfee getting <laughs> into that circle, you know, because Epstein's circle was, it was actually pretty specific, you know. Um, Bill Gates. He was a yeah. CIA agent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real, Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein for sure worked with the feds. Like, I have yeah, no definitely question. Definitely in Mossad. No doubt. No doubt. I, I literally, no doubt about that. But no, it's interesting. I, I've, <laughs> I've pondered that since then. Has anyone else ever claimed that Epstein was gay? No. <laughs> yeah, other than McAfee, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard anything. So. I, I never... It was, it was always like 14-year-old girls. We, so, know, we do know I, he I, likes to try to have sex with whales. We know that much. He's, I think he, yeah, he tried to teach a course on that once, basically on Twitter. <laughs> Have you made the masterclass meme for John McAfee teaches you how to hump a whale? Holy, I'm writing that down. Wow. Yes. Okay. I have to do that. <laughs> uh, seriously, I mean, I'm writing a note on that right now. Pretty sound logic behind it. I mean, you could try. It's not like the whale is even going to notice you <laughs> did anything. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I'm making it. And I'm going to tag, and I'm going to tag him in it when I create it. <laughs> Uh, hold on. I'm just I'm I'm now getting a thought. Okay, work on it. Star Trek Four okay. and uh, Spock jumping in to the pool to talk with Gracie, the humpback whale, and you could use that picture with McAfee's face on Spock. 
to try and commune with the uh, whale. I'll look at that too. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That movie actually predicted the future. We do have transparent aluminum now. So Really? I did not know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And whale fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and whale fucking. <laughs> Those two pregnant. things happened. <laughs> Good lord. So here's here's a an argument I got on because I argue about only the most important things on yes. Twitter. I got in a brief <laughs> argument, and it was also on TikTok. You went Southern, TikTok? Oh yeah, I, I I enjoy scrolling TikTok. You got TikTok. I'm, I'm young. <laughs> But uh, I was scrolling and there was this guy who was like, yeah, I'm from the South. I, I moved up North. And he's like, hey, would you, he was talking to his girlfriend. Hey, would you like a pop while I'm in the store? And I'm like, kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Del- delete your account. Here's a belt. And there's a closet. You know what to do. <laughs> I can, I mean, I understand people's frustration with like kids in the South who call everything Coke. I get it. That's yes. a little weird. I, it's Coke, and then you specify. Louisiana, we're known for having Coke and then also cold drink. Cold drink. So, yeah. Cold drink. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I grew up, and for a brief time when I was a child, everyone called it Coke, and I did the same thing. And then yeah. I grew up, and everyone else around me, we all just moved on to soda. And so like I think yeah. that's the preferred, preferred term. I mean, by all means, Ugh. it's just the word for it it's like saying pecan it's just it's just wrong (laughs) really i think i think they used the wrong word they shouldn't have called everything coke they should have called everything dr pepper (laughs) (laughs) do you want an rc cola (laughs) no go away weirdo jeez cola do you get buffalo rock ginger ale where you are not that i've seen so i guess it may just be usually get like canadian canada dry ginger ale and then that weird uh, fever tree stuff. I'll see that. Fever tree is pretty good. But in... I, Don't name your product <laughs> anything after a fever. Why would you do this? It's marketing one away. That was, I think, the first time I tried like a spicy ginger soda was the Buffalo Rock ginger ale. And it just punched you in the back of the throat. And they don't have it, yeah. I guess, anywhere but Birmingham or Alabama. And so Birmingham. for years now, I've been trying to find it. And so like I, I keep getting these these crappy ginger beers and i'm just like can someone please just give me what i want have, have yes. you ever heard of the blenheim um blenheim ginger ale yeah b-l-b-l-e-n-h-e-i-m um but they're they're in south carolina and they use a lot of black pepper hmm. and uh boy it's got kick interesting yeah. i mean it, it it hits like you said it hits you where you're like <laughs> as yeah. soon as you drink it um ginger by itself i mean is you know that can get that can pre- get pretty spicy. Yeah, <laughs> but know? black pepper in a drink is really <laughs> shocking, and they put plenty of it in there. Oh, I bet. So you should look up Blenheim Ale, um, uh, Blenheim Ginger Ale. You'd like it if that's the effect you're going for. And um, I want to say they sell online. Um, I don't drink soda or whatever, but uh, I've had those in the past, and again, very shocking. Like wow. yeah. I th- and that's that's the thing that I, that's that's always been kind of my deal is like I I did smoke for a short time and I always yeah, wanted the cigarettes that punched you in the back of the throat right. like I just that's that's what I want for some reason and so it's like I keep trying these subpar ginger ales and I'm just like take me back to Alabama man 
Did you ever go through the unfiltered Lucky Strike phase like I did when I was a teenager? I had Camel non-filters. Hmm. That was my uh, that was my yeah. cigarette of choice. I non. I didn't go through a, the phase. I did have a. I think I bought one pack, and I had a friend who would use who would get them. But I was, I found that the probably my favorite, which I tried one not that long ago, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is just gross now. <laughs> but the uh, American <laughs> Spirit Black, the Perique blend. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the nice thing about American Spirit is at least they don't add a bunch of stuff to it. Yeah, they don't put a bunch of crappy chemicals all yeah. over. Right. Yeah, I mean, if 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 cigarettes were just tobacco and paper, uh, probably everybody could smoke, and it would probably be okay because you wouldn't be like smoking, you know, thirty of them a day. Um, yeah, because you wouldn't be like completely addicted to it. Yeah, I remember back in high school in the nineties. <laughs> We used to get Marlboros because they were the only uh, company that was allowed to roll uh, government uh, weed for medicinal patients. And so every now and then you would get a Marlboro Red or something that had just a little, just a little something extra. <laughs> and you'd be like, I recognize that smell. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. They didn't clean the machine. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking is gross, though. I'm very glad that I quit that years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I haven't, sm I haven't smoked cigarettes since, uh, what, 2008, 2009? And every now and then I'll get like this weird craving where I... It's like, you know, I could just go buy a pack of Marlboro Reds, you know. <laughs> yeah. Burn your lungs out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I quit the week of 9-11. That was not a good week to, to quit. Well, <laughs> I had this weird cold and I had like this little, like on the right side of my throat. Every time I would take a drag, it was just like biting. And I was like, this is so oh, stupid. 9-11 yeah. was on a Tuesday, right? And I quit yeah. that Friday. Well, all I know is oh, that good job. Good is job. that when I have a cold or a sore throat, I I don't know if this is a normal thing, but I always try to find like a Coke or a Seven Up, something with that's like very highly carbonated, to just yeah. burn yeah. the devil out of my throat. Yeah, because I swear to God, <laughs> it helps. Is that is that something other people do? <laughs> I wonder if the syrup. I wonder if your if the syrup is helping it too, though. You know what I mean? Like basically, you're drinking just kind of corn syrup, yeah. or coating it. I don't, I don't know, but that's what I always want. When I have it a is corn throat. syrup. That was like uh, mom's special recipe for when you were having an upset stomach. He's like, here, let's let's drink this warm and flat seven Ugh. up. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Ugh. It's like, what are you doing? Here, have some jello. Oh, oh, great. So now my throw <laughs> up will be red and lemon flavored. <laughs> <laughs> this won't traumatize a six year old. Not at all. Uh, OK, so. When I worked, the first time I worked in software was at a, it was a boring company that made boring things, but there was one guy that worked there named Mike and everyone was like, okay, so Mike's a nice guy, but he's an idiot and he's not going to last here <laughs> that long. And I was like, you know, I haven't, right. I haven't, you know, seen him be an idiot yet. So, I mean, okay, I'll just take your word for it, but how bad could it be? And so one day. <laughs> He comes up to me and he's like, I'm, I'm smoking a cigarette. And he goes, uh, I, you know how I quit smoking? And I was like, no, I don't, Mike. Please tell me. Yeah, tell me. And he goes, well, one day I wanted a cigarette, but I didn't have my lighter. <laughs> and he said, so I, I got my cigarette and I went over to the, the, um, the hot, not the hot plate, the, uh, 
the uh, the oven, the stove, and you know the red eyes. And he said, I went to yeah. go and light it off of the eye of the stove. He said, and I made the mistake of not doing the the closest part of the eye, but the last part of the eye. So when I slipped and my face hit the thing, I decided that was the time I should quit smoking. <laughs> and I go, oh, you you are an idiot. <laughs> I oh, yeah, gotcha. you, you burned <laughs> your face. And then he yeah. he the day he was fired. He walked out and uh, I was I was sitting there eating my lunch and he was like, oh, well, you know, I'm I got fired. And I was like, sorry to hear that, Mike. He was like, you know, you should be really careful with ibuprofen. And I was like, what? And he goes, well, one time, I don't know if you know this, if you take too much ibuprofen, it can rupture your stomach and, you know, you can throw up blood and it can really hurt you. And I was like. Okay, thanks, Mike. He was like, "Do you know? You want to know how I how I know that?" And I was yeah. like, "I absolutely do, Mike. Please tell me." He goes, "Well," he said, "I had taken some ibuprofen and I started throwing up." And he said, "And I, I saw red in it, and uh, and it was." I was like, "Oh well, you know, that must have been some Gatorade that I drank. You know, I'm not bleeding from my stomach. It's just some Gatorade." And I said, "Had you had Gatorade that day?" And he goes. No, I don't know why I thought it was Gatorade. I was like, Mike, <laughs> how are you alive? Oh, bless your heart. So pray bless for Mike. Little heart. <laughs> F's in the chats, boys. He's probably dead. <laughs> if, he's, if he's still alive, no one knows how. <laughs> yeah. He bled out in an Arby's bathroom somewhere. Yeah, he's like every drunk driver they they live because their body is so loose and they get into the accident. Oh Mike. I think about him every now and then wondering what stupid bullshit he did to kill himself. Did you know if you eat too much beans you can die? <laughs> It's like, so one day I drank four <laughs> gallons of water and then I suddenly blacked out. I, was just, I feel like everyone knows a mic, though. They've, everyone's met a mic at some point in their life. Yes. You ever put wasabi in your butthole? <laughs> Don't do it. Do you want to yeah, know how I know? Hurts. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> My personal favorite, we had a mic in uh, Army Basic Training and we are learning how to set a Claymore mine. Now, on the front of a Claymore mine, it says, front toward enemy. Old P PVT Johnson decided he was uh, he was the enemy of himself. So when he set up his Claymore, it was aiming right back at him. It's a good thing it was just made out of rubber. But the drill sergeant come by and he goes, front towards the enemy means not you, fucko. <laughs> 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 <Fuck Mike. laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite lines from uh that's such a good, good fellas so is yeah. there anyone that you know that was kind of like mike that you're worried died in the stupidest way possible i have uh been close to that mike myself you know that's true my you, you are mike. Think, so. yeah. <laughs> you win <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yes and i've also burnt my face while I was doing a uh, pistol training, everybody was smoking outside of the classroom and there's this bucket and inside the bucket, you know, there's like some burned things. So I was like, Oh, okay. Well, they just burned some stuff here in the bucket. It's okay to throw a cigarette butt right in there. Yeah. Except they put gunpowder in it that hasn't been used. And so I hit the, uh, the bucket in just the right way after watching three other guys dump their butts in there, 
nothing happening. So I stand over the bucket, take one last drag, whoosh, right in the face, second and third degree burns all over my cheeks and everything. It's fucking great. <laughs> I always happen to be the guy that it happens to. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you should tell AOC about these things. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was. Burning my face off. <laughs> Dangling testicles. Yes. God. <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't imagine shooting my own testicle. Like I just Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not not a fun <laughs> yeah, time. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it, Mike. <laughs> just just don't do it. <laughs> I gave myself a vasectomy. You wanna know how I don't yes. Is there anything else that happened in your life that was also that level of stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that was intentional. You know. That's always been like stuff was like, oh, that was a close one. <laughs> All right. So 30 miles off of the shore of uh, Venezuela, there's a little island called Bonaire. And it's a little desert island uh, type of thing. A lot of people like to go down there because it's got really good coral reefs mm-hmm. to go uh, dive on. And uh, I'm not a diver. So I decided I was going to take all 400 pounds of myself back when I weighed that much down into a cave. And uh, it's 105 degrees in the cave. It's wet. I slipped sli- several times and could have fell to my death, <laughs> but I'm still here. I'm, I made it. How did you get down from 400? Okay. So, uh, I've told this one quite a bit. It's very easy, but nobody wants to do it. No sugar, no grains, no potatoes. That's me. Uh, and, yeah. and so I follow Vinny Torridge, no sugar, yep. no grains. Yep. And yep. in fact, Donaldsonville, Louisiana is right over there. So. Yeah. And I'm actually, so I'm over three days into a four day fast right now as well. I followed Dr. Nice. Jason Fung. Uh, last time I ate was uh, Sunday. And yep. so, um, in fact, I was going to go at least until Friday, but my son wanted to have steaks tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, I'll break oh. a fast for that. Yeah. No, steak is fine. Yeah, you got to ease back into it. Nope, uh, I, I don't. Doing, uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I promise you, I did a five-day fast last year, and the same son... F's in the chat for his bowels later. Nope, it, it's not a problem for me. <laughs> I broke a five-day fast at a Brazilian steakhouse. All you can eat meat, and zero issues whatsoever. Man, it would have just been straight liquid for me. Nope. <laughs> I have no problem with it. Five-day fast... All you can eat steak. That sounds great, except for the five day fast part. Like if we could just do the other thing every day. <laughs> oh, Brazilian steakhouse every day. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, fasting. Fasting's interesting because once you, um, okay, like Eric said, no sugar, no grains. Well, now you're getting into a higher fat, lower carb situation where your body is burning fat, so you get into this fat burning mode. And so with fasting, I started getting into like sixteen eight, then eighteen six. Then I start throwing in some 24s per week. Yeah. And then one year, I just said, I'm going to do a five-day fast. And yeah. I did it. And uh, and now since then, the interesting thing about the one I'm on right now, I knew that I wanted to do one soon. Um, I, I feel like I gained two to three pounds, like just over the holidays. And, you know, I do yeah, cheat that's meals. that's to be expected. Yeah. Right. I do cheat meals like anybody else did. And so it, it added up a little bit. And I'm like, you know, I just... I want to get rid of it. And I figured uh, it was going to happen soon. I had to do it without planning it because there's this thing in my head. I can't say, well, I just got done eating dinner on Sunday. I'm not going to eat until Friday. I can't yeah. do that. I will yeah, be yeah. eating lunch on Monday. If I say yeah. I'm going to fast until Friday, my brain will just go, nope, not going to happen. So I didn't tell anybody. My wife didn't even know I was fasting until yesterday. Yeah. Um and uh, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I just can't talk about it because if I do, 
it turns into a thing that talking about it is good enough, you know? Yeah, it's it's in the back of my mind, and then now I'm going to say it. So Right, yeah. but it, it is difficult, uh, uh, for sure, in ways. I will tell you this, that once you get into fat burning, the first two days of fasting, very difficult. This third day has been a piece of cake. Tomorrow won't be bad. It actually gets now, easier. Yeah, once you get into it, the longest I've ever done was uh, was a five-day. Yeah. So Same, yeah. yeah. Yep. Usually when you get to the, about the fifth day, you're like, okay, uh, I think I need to eat something. <laughs> yeah, it, it, precisely for me. In fact, the, yeah. uh, at least one of the five days that I did, <laughs> I just couldn't help it. It was Friday and it was like one o'clock in the afternoon and I was literally just consumed with the thoughts of eating. I just couldn't get away from it. Yeah. And I went inside and I think I just scrambled like six eggs or something. Like yeah, that. you might as well. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's it. Just That's one of those things that's so crazy to me is I've known people who've lost like a lot of weight doing intermittent fasting. But when they post their food as if that's, you know, something that's going to look appetizing to anyone else, like you just cooked up some some <laughs> ground beef and 27 eggs and that's what you're eating right now. Like I, that does not that's not appetizing. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. It, so it, cha it changes um, when you get into that way of uh, eating. And so like just like chicken and beef in particular, I find that let's just say that that was your diet. That strong of a protein diet, dude, you are not going to want to sit there and eat like pounds and pounds of that stuff. And so yeah. like Doritos, I, I'm like anybody else, dude, you put a bag of Doritos in front of me right now. I'm going to get through probably the whole thing if I'm going to start it. And it's not like that once you cut out sugar and grains because there's an addictive quality to those yes. and it, it, it subsides. It actually does. And in fact, here's what's crazy. Uh, I've been doing this for four years and the first year that I did it, I've, I really lost all the weight in about eight months. Our anniversary, and I started on January 1st, our anniversary is in September. And I told my wife like, you know what? I'm going to just go have a huge cheat meal. We went out to an Italian restaurant Dude, I did so many things that I had not done that year all at once. I swear to you, I about went into a coma. My wife thought that I was going to pass out on the like driving home that night. Yeah. I ate pasta. I ate bread. I ate more bread. I put sugar in my coffee. And then I started eating desserts. Yes. And I absolutely was like falling asleep at the table. I could not believe how bad I felt. And after nine months of not having sleep apnea, because the inflammation went away and, and it stopped, Right. My sleep apnea came back that one night. Hmm. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like on my uh, birthday, I'll have like a big hunk of cheesecake after a steak dinner. Yeah. And that will be enough to send me on the toilet for two days afterwards. It's yeah. like, it's like my yeah. body is like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop yeah. it. That's interesting that you say that because it's true. Like the quality of a carb laden shit is horrible. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's the mm. worst thing to so come delicious. out of your body. And you only know that if you're <laughs> eating a lot of like meat and dairy and eggs and all of a sudden, you just have this day where you're like, ah, fuck it, I'm doing cheat meals. <laughs> the shit you take the next day is disgusting. It's horrible, horrible. <laughs> yes, <It's> disgusting. <laughs> and then I start remembering, like, wait a minute, that's how I shit for the first 45 years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, like, people have got to check on you. It's like, are you okay in there? It's like, no, I had no. a cheesecake. I'm not, I'm not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. It's nice while you're doing it. I mean, I, the cheat thing, I get it. I... I it, it is pleasant to experience it. I tell you, the one thing that somehow I get away with is ice cream. Hmm. No, yeah, I can't even do that. Yeah, I get away just... with it. 
Yeah. yeah, and the fake uh, keto rebel ice cream and everything. I don't do any of that Ugh. shit. That stuff's Ugh. disgusting. It has an aftertaste to it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's no yeah. bueno. And we have now put Cam to sleep. <laughs> no, you <laughs> talking about intermittent fast. Oh, no, no, wait. We haven't even we haven't even talked about CrossFit. <laughs> well, that's okay. the thing. Yes. This whole time you think you're talking about dieting when all I've heard is shit, poop, fart, etc. So I mean, because yeah. gets very scatological around this house. So far, well, I mean, fart. You got to tell us about fart kisses and and, and how yes. why I said that. <laughs> Okay, so uh, fart kisses is one of the greatest inventions I have uh, ever come up with. Uh, my daughter enjoys scatological poop humor, um, so it's actually kind of funny. Uh, I decided one day I was just going to give her a little zerbert on the side of her cheeks and call it a fart kiss, and she just dies laughing every time it happens, especially in public in front of other people. <laughs> so you just uh, go up to the cheeks and just, just blow, and you just get the little fart noise, and she is just in seventh <laughs> heaven when it happens. Paul says that diets are boring. That's right, because diets are for women. They are. I yes. completely diets agree. Diets are for women. Uh, yeah. For women I, and women. Yeah. I will say that having had sleep apnea for my entire life and escaping inflammation, uh, I'll take boring. <laughs> yes. Boring is Well, boring diets is are good. for women. Regimen are for men. Yeah, I'm not right. I'm not on a diet. I just, I'm, I, I'm like Eric. I just, I don't eat uh, sugar and grains. Uh, again, except for the occasional cheat meal, sugar and grains, wheat is the devil. It's funny because I can get away with eating a bowl of ice cream pretty well and not really have bad inflammation and all this kind of stuff. But boy, if you put a little loaf of bread in front of me yeah, and if I have a weak moment and eat that, I'm screwed. That, yeah. that wheat is the devil. If people only cut out wheat, they would be doing themselves a great, great favor. Yeah, I like to call it grain brain around the auto, uh, around the office because I can yeah. tell when the people have started crashing. I was like, oh, oh look, grain brain. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, right? That you can't you can't really describe it to people, but it's like when you eat uh, again, like meat, dairy, eggs, your energy levels are like this all the time, whether you're fed or not. Yeah. And my whole life has been like falling asleep at my desk, you know, uh, after eating lunch. Because why? Because I was eating Chinese food rice and all that shit yeah in the army we called it dum dum chow so <laughs> i just have to say wheat yeah. and grains are a gift from the lord distilled they're fun <laughs> they're delicious <laughs> they're delicious so, yeah. they're just the devil they're just yeah. they're delicious it's the process i know one. you don't drink anymore dent i don't <laughs> i i've never had a drink my entire adult well, life did you have a preference in liquor before you gave it up um, well, when you quit drinking when you're 16, <laughs> uh, you can imagine that you, you, you were, you weren't choosy at all. Uh, <laughs> and well, you, you, it, it was, it was anything that you could find, uh, my, pretty much. My only, uh, preference for liquor is in the front. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I actually kind of, I, I kind of liked vodka hmm. to tell you the truth. Even it just even mixes even. so well with everything. <laughs> it, it just does, you know, it's you could, yeah. All right. Club soda, a little twist of lime. Yeah, Sign me up. Pretty easy. Vodka was pretty easy. So, that. so yeah. Eric, what's your favorite whiskey? Favorite whiskey. You can just choose like a Ooh. general. Like you can say, you know, bourbon, scotch, whatever. You don't have to go too specific if you don't want to. Not not brand specific. You um, don't have to. You actually, can if you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, more of a scotch guy myself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the the single malt if I can afford it. Yeah, it's fantastic. But uh, you know, just a base Macallan 12 year. It's just oh, fantastic. Do you like the peated scotch? 
Lafroig is uh, is another favorite of mine too. Have yeah. you tried so Ardbeg? I have not. Is it also kind of peaty and smoky? It is the smokiest thing I've ever put in my mouth. Nice. If you get an Ardbeg is... ten, Ardbeg ten, Lafroig is is pretty up there. I mean, it's it's like, mm, did I just swallow a campfire that was put out with uh, <laughs> mud? <laughs> so, speaking of campfires, the best soap that you can buy as a grown ass man is a bar of Grandpa's pine tar soap. Tine, pine tar soap. Yes. Period. Yes. Like, yes. have you have you tried it, Dent? No, I, I was laughing because I, uh, I watched a video earlier today, Key and Peel called Grown Ass Man. That was hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to, if you can find a bar of Grandpa's pine tar soap, they typically have them at like Whole Foods, I think. Yeah. It smells like a campfire. It is. It is. I like that smell. We do the fire pit sometimes once a week, and I like in the fall and winter that I always smell, my hair always smells a little bit like a campfire. Yeah. I, like I smoked ribs this weekend, so I think I still Ooh. smell like mesquite smoke, so. Ooh, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. I have to tell you, the only reason I brought up whiskey is because we talked about tobacco and firearms, and I had to get the whole ATF yes, in there. Gotta yeah, got to get the alcohol in there. Yeah. <laughs> ATFU. Yeah. <laughs> in Minecraft. In Minecraft. Your show's back. It, w- it went on a hiatus for a minute. Yeah, it went on a little hiatus. I was uh, had this uh, delusion of uh, writing the, the next uh, great sci-fi novel. Okay. And uh, I've got uh, got it for the most part done. It's, uh, it's still got a lot of work to do, so I'm just going to come back. Next week will be a, uh episode with the, uh, the gal from Shotguns and Stilettos, Carrie, and uh, she is rather brash and ball busty, so that'll be kind of fun. Awesome. And and you also do um, so that's Rebel with the Cause, and you yes. also do. I always want to say Rebel without a Cause. Like I can't. Like I have to. Th- I have to stop and think about it. Yes, thank you, James Dean. Um, <laughs> James Franco. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but you also do a show. Speaking of sci-fi, you do a little show within Peace Freaks with Nick Picone. Yes, Nikki P and I do uh, Anarchy in Space. Uh, Right now, we're uh, covering the entire series of The Expanse. So we just started uh, getting into uh, season four. I've, I think I've posted episodes going into about midway through season three. So, yeah, you can pick those up. We talk about it. Yeah, I've, I've watched, I think, a season and a half of that. I just haven't yeah. had time to devote my whole brain to watching it because I feel like I have to yeah. pay a lot, of, that first, a lot of attention. Yeah, that first season is really rough with the exposition. So... Like the last three episodes of the first season is kind of where it all comes together. Uh, seasons two and three, they kind of go by at a pretty quick pace. Here's a question. So. The the main um, character, the captain, the guy who kind of becomes captain. Yeah. Holden. Does he not re- does he not remind you of Dave Smith? He does a little bit. He does a little bit. Because that's all I think about when I watch that show is, <laughs> like, is anarchy in space. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Dave Smith captaining this boat? Why is his character so similar to Captain Ahab with the with the proto molecule monster? Did you buy any game stonks? <laughs> no, unfortunately, I missed the uh, the GME uh, blow up on that one. Uh, I did get some AMC and some Nokia, but uh, I put stop loss orders in. So before it started dipping down too far, the last couple of days it sold. So that went right back into Bitcoin. So there you go. I do I do like that a whole bunch of autists on uh, Reddit. Uh, spurred 
<laughs> a hedge fund and <laughs> sent them billions under. <laughs> all I all I know is that the call to buy up a bunch of silver, I think, is a secret plot from um I always forget his name. Uh the Schiff boy. Oh, Peter Schiff. Peter yeah. Schiff. Because I always want to say yeah. Adam Schiff. No, but that's, that's Schiff. The, no, that's all... Shifty Schiff. Yeah. Uh, but at, yeah, at, I think it's a secret plot by Peter Schiff to make to make money yes. and to prove that crypto is bad. <laughs> yeah, Adam Schiff was the uh, the bad guy on season three of uh, Twenty Four. Is that is that? No, looks like that guy though. But yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Peter you mean the guy who played the president. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, I see that. I see that. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I see that. He always uh, he always reminded me for some reason of Nixon. Yes, very Nixon-esque. I don't know why, but I, I have the feeling that if I went back today and watched 24, I loved it when I was young. I have yeah. a feeling if I went back and watched it now, I'd just be like unhappy the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the CTU uh, ring and the office phones was my ringtone there for a while. So, Oh, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a pre-programmed ring on like office phones. Yeah, and so okay. every 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 company I went to that had those phones, I would change it to that. What was that? Uh, Lucent Technologies, I guess L three. It's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so when 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 will your first episode back? I'm uh, gonna be back on uh, Tuesdays because that's Tuesday? that's the best day to do a podcast. Well, I think Wednesday's better, but <laughs> I was doing it on Wednesday there for a while, so. I was like, you know what? I'm going to change it up. Uh, I tried five days a week once. That was stupid. I'll never do that again. So Five days a week. Oh, my God. Tuesdays yeah. are the day that they always chose to release CDs and DVDs and things like that. Because yes. people are actually paying attention. Yeah. So I could see where Tuesday would actually be the best day. Yeah, my numbers went up after doing it on Tuesdays. I, I played around with it for a little bit. So yeah. Wednesdays, I just felt like I was getting drowned out with... Uh, you know, Timeline Earth and everybody else. So I was like, okay, I'll just do it on Tuesdays. I don't know what that is, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, Paul, we all did a 24 phase. <laughs> yeah, ev everyone has had a 24 phase, I think. That's at least a certain age. Uh, I will just put this out there. The chick that played Chloe is available. She is not married anymore. So <laughs> Mary Lynn Rice Cub. <laughs> <laughs> I saw she, she, okay. I can't believe how often I mentioned TikTok now. I saw her. She has a TikTok now. Yes. And so she had a she had a TikTok where she goes, she was talking about how, I don't know if she acted it out or what, but she was like, so people come up to her and they'll say, how do I know you? And she's like, oh, well, um, I'm, a, I'm from TV. And they're like, no, yeah. no, no, not that. Uh, could it be? And they'll start naming things. And she's like, no, no, no. Yeah. It's from television. Television. <laughs> Yeah, was, that's actually pretty funny. She was on this serious TV show uh, with uh, with uh, Kiefer Sutherland, and uh, she got her start doing improv. You know, she's a comedian. Mm. So. Well, she was in uh, she was Gail the Snail in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Salt the snail. <laughs> she was on Tim and Eric once too, wasn't she? Yeah, I think everyone's kind of went through uh, Tim and Eric at one point. Yeah. 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 It's like free real estate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's free. <Yeah. laughs> it's a free house. <laughs> the show is so bonkers. Uh, Here's the question. Uh one of the things that I'm trying to push 
through kind of the change in the name is and it's i'll tell you something i posted the new intro to my show here uh, on twitter on facebook and in another place um and that other place happened to have lex friedman in it yeah and then like the next day the first first part of his episode was reading that jack kerouac quote (laughs) on his episode and i was like is this coincidence or did you see it lex yes (laughs) just coincidence his his black tie and his suit got in the way so (laughs) good old lex but yeah no one of the things i'm trying to do is um embrace hope because right now we're in a very super dark time and so i will take low dosage white pills all day long so oh yeah no i mean well that's the thing people people act like the white pills have to be these grandiose huge things and it can be the tiniest little no the gamestop thing should that's like the lowest dose of uh, white pills that you can get right now fart kisses yes fart kisses (laughs) fart kisses um, uh, Jack Posobiec calling out AOC. <laughs> yes. <a> liar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these, these are all, these are all little white pills along the way, but here's, yeah. here's my question. What is something in your life? I mean, you could make it national if you want to be that guy. Um, but what's <laughs> something that you think you and other people can find some modicum of hope in during this dark time? Honestly, if you just do a little bit of forethought and do a little bit of planning. Maybe don't spend all of your money on useless garbage. You know, maybe squirrel a little bit of it away. Maybe plant something out in the backyard that doesn't really take a whole lot of time. Uh, So, all right, start with uh, oregano. It's one less thing you're buying from the grocery store. You know what I mean? Just try to do little things here and there and it'll all add up at some point. Yeah. You have any new? You haven't haven't spoken to you, Dent, since last year. Has there been anything within this time period, or I guess since the beginning of this year, that you think is a white pill to share? Oh boy! Um, wow! Don't eat for five days. The things. I mean, the fact that so many things are um, so obviously falling apart in the corporate press uh, to me, I think, is fantastic. Because the people that want to believe the narratives that the corporate press is believing them, there is no way that a large percentage of even those people don't know, well, I just have to act like it's true at this point. Because it's very, very easy to see right now. So I do think that there is uh, uh, quite a lot going on with the, the corporate press coverage of a lot of things. Is so It's so over the top. They cannot help themselves. Yeah, And so I, I think that that's... That's interesting. The fact that conservatives are now not necessarily considering cops to be their best friends, um, that conservatives are tending to side with anti-war more and more every day, uh, where the left will accept it because they realize that they can't let go of state power and they want to rapidly grow state power. So I think that a lot of conservatives are really open to the idea of liberty more so than ever. And now that they don't have a guy... The bad thing about Trump is that Trump made conservatives, or, or at least Trump conservatives, feel like things must not be so bad. My guys in the uh, in office, dude, we were going broke not as quick, but we were already going broke. And, and yeah. uh, 
obviously Biden is going to be worse on freedoms and things. I mean, you can already see war. that coming. Um, yeah, and war. Uh, you can see those things coming, but I think a lot of those people are finally realizing, wait a minute, I haven't even seen Donald Trump and I hate all this shit. So I would hope that a percentage of them would realize, wait a minute, putting the right guy in there isn't going to get me my freedom back and it isn't going to get me my money back. So to me, that's the fact that things are being accelerated so, so quickly. I think it's waking a lot of people up. So I think it's the the inability of these people to um, Craft control themselves. Narrative. Right. It's right. They just have everything just has to be. No, right now. This is it right now. That's it. They can't help themselves. And I think that they're purposely um, you know, white or red pilling you know, a lot of people in the process. So. Uh, my whole thing is I'm I'm currently looking for land. I'm sure we've talked about that before, but um, I really am seriously looking for a fair amount of land right now. You know, just any anything in the area of like maybe 40 plus acres, somewhere around there. And my wife is finally on board with it, which is great. Yeah. Uh, to the point where she started asking me the other day, well, don't we have to kind of fix up this place a little bit to get it ready to go on the market? Shouldn't we talk to a real estate agent soon? I was like, yes, we should. <laughs> it's like, I do live in the country, but we've only got like uh, about two acres and uh, things like that. I don't want to delete the world, by the way. That's never my intention. But we homeschool and I run my own business uh, as well. So we really have this ability to exist as much on an island as anybody in America. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, no matter what I uh, views that I hold that are um, socially conservative and, and things like that, it doesn't really matter if it, like if so if you look at the way that I live, I've I've done a lot to delete <laughs> the world uh, from my family <laughs> a lot. Having my own business has been fantastic. Um, and but homeschooling the kids is the most important thing, most important yeah. decision that we made. We made that decision in the 90s. Yeah, it's uh, one one thing I do like to quote Malcolm X on is uh, never let your enemies teach your children. So, oh my yep. gosh, I mean, it's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I like what he said about white liberals too. I, I, I oh, think it's fantastic. He just completely called them out for what they were, and it's like, Abs oh yeah, and you watch these old interviews, these white liberals uh, interviewing him, and they're just incensed. Yes, that he is <laughs> right to their face saying, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> We don't want your help. We don't need your help. We know what your yeah. help means. Yeah. yeah. It means a whole <laughs> bunch of us die and our, you know, <laughs> our women become sterile all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot, I think, little, like, I, like you said, little microdosing white pills. Like it's, yeah. there's a lot out there. And I think that that's what the journey is about. I think one of the best things you can do um, <laughs> is embrace the absurdity. You know, I think that 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 frees you frees you up to laugh at the most horrible things or at least find the good in them. And that's how you find the white pills. Yeah. Dark humor isn't for everybody, but, but you need it. It's the thing that'll ground <laughs> yeah. you to life. So, yeah. yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of dark humor. Um, it's like like my my dad died last year, I think. Um, yeah. He, no, he's he's dead. Um, and. <laughs> <laughs> at least i'm pretty sure I, and, I did leave him in the chair uh, <laughs> um but I'll no he, he died last year and like immediately i was making these jokes and i was like are should i be around my siblings because 
they're not going to be able to deal with me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. There's, there's so yes. much going on that's like absolutely positive, but you have to be, you have to look for it. Like one of the things that I think has helped me is like, I think when you walk out in the world, Florida is a little bit better than other places, but you, when you walk out in the world and everyone's wearing a mask, mm-hmm. there's this like weird dystopian fictional like it's it's like a dystopian novel. And so yeah. like I would see too much of that and I would get depressed. Yeah. Not because I was depressed about this, that or the other, just like what the fuck world are we living in? Yeah. And so once I was able to stop like binging all the COVID news and peel back from that and just start looking, cause I know what they're doing. I know what their tools are. I know what's right. happening. It's just about fighting them where I can. And the best thing that I can do to fight them is to live my life the way I want to live it. Yeah. Revenge is a, is a life well lived. So. Right. And so I, I think that that's, that's the beauty of the world. And that's kind of what this new iteration of the show is about is, you know, to those outside of, I think our circles, we're all kind of seen as a little crazy as a little oh, mad. Yeah. And so just the truth is so many, I mean, not everyone in our circles is sane, but like they're the mad ones are the ones who are actually seeing through the veneer. They're seeing through the narrative. I mean, look at the corporate media tried to paint that insurrection as this horrible thing and Trump incited yeah. it. And I read an article about how every legal person is saying you can't get him on incitement. Yeah, this, he didn't incite anything. Yeah. And, There's a legal so definition for incitement and what he said was not it. So, and it's so good to see those break down, those narratives just automatically go, oh, wait, they, they lost. Yeah. They're grasping at straws. If you want a good white pill, sign out of Twitter, go find one of those tweets, and then look at the comments underneath. Now, the reason why I say sign out of Twitter is so that you don't see the people that follow you that also commented. Right. Mm. So now you're just getting a straight feed of who commented underneath this, and a lot of those are very negative. Mm. There's a reason why they instituted... You know, if, if I don't follow anybody, they can't comment. So yeah, mm. it's, yeah. Sign out of Twitter sometimes check some of those, uh, those comment threads and it's, uh, you'll, you'll be a little bit amazed. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. Well, Dent, Eric, thank you for coming on and christening this show without Jessica, who I know is very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are and- we recording? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Do we start recording now? Okay. Everyone take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you for coming on jessica if you listen to this i hope you do i miss you and so yes. does dent and Thanks eric so you. fart fart kisses through the microphone and through the internet tubes <laughs> and directly to your cheeks the liberal uh, kitchen witch yes liberal. well she's no longer she's no longer the libertarian kitchen witch anymore yeah uh, soup can because i know soup can the know. the last episode i nicknamed her soup which is can. not a very flattering name for such an attractive woman you don't want to call her soup can i mean soup can. Like i do you, though no you're short and cylindrical look at you <laughs> <laughs> she's embraced it though she embraced yes, the absurdity <laughs> Andy Warhol finds you interesting. <laughs> but like I said, thank you guys for coming on. If thank you, you would like, us. if you would like to find Eric's show, just search for Rebel with the Cause. 
That's right. Also, check out Nick and Lizzie Pacone's show, Peace Freaks, to find yes. his episodes with Nick called Anarchy in Space, which has been really just about um, the expanse so far. Are you yeah, going to so go far. into like Heinlein and other stuff? Yeah, we were thinking about uh, maybe branching off and hitting a couple of different shows like uh, Future Man or maybe a couple of movies here and there. So that's, uh, yeah, something that me and Nick talk about all the time. So Cool. But he and was really into the expanse him, and wanted to talk about it first. So I got I, I understand it. Um if you want to find <laughs> if you want to find Eric on Twitter, uh you can find him at Eric the Red79. That's E-R-I-C. No K's yes. in there. Right. Eric no the Red79. No Q's. None of that. No yeah, uh Bird would like to call me the C speller because I spell my Eric name with a C. <laughs> and no redheaded libertarian. <laughs> well, what's left? Oh, there's, there's some, Damn it, you didn't qualify. <laughs> <laughs> wow, just like there... completely misspell it. Look at that. No. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that poor Lord. fucker, whoever's got that one. Look at him. Right. <laughs> uh, is there anywhere else you want people to find you besides Twitter? Yeah, you can look me up on uh, YouTube, BitChute, uh, also library slash Odyssey. I got all my stuff over there. So, and then also the, uh, the website is uh, rebelwithacausepodcast.com. So there you go. Awesome. And if you want to find Dent, <laughs> go to his Twitter at Dent in the World. And if you want a microphone, go to zenproaudio.com. I might, I might have to hit you up. Replace this $20 piece of POS right here. So. <laughs> what is that? What kind of mic is that? Uh, Excelivan, if I'm saying that right, oh. some Chinese crap. So it was 20 bucks. Yep. Hit me up. I'll, I'll 20 give bucks is suggestions. 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so if you want a microphone, zenproaudio.com. Um, if you want to find me, I changed my Twitter handle. I'm no longer This Is MLGA because Make Liberty Great Again died with the Trump era. Yes. So I am just me. I'm at Cam Harless. If you want to follow the show page, there's not going to be much but show announcements and retweets. That's we are at We Are The Mad. If you want to find... Our my beloved co-host Jessica Green, her new handle is at Soup Canarchist. Yes, it's wonderful. If you want to check out our website, we just put it up with all the rebranding. It looks nice and pretty. It's wearethemadones.com. I finally on YouTube got my personalized uh, URL. Nice. So it's YouTube.com/slash/themadones. I think I'm 27 away. So oh man, are you going to change your locals page? I did. If you want to join my yeah. locals, you can check that out at themadones.locals.com where you, you can, I locals. have it at the lowest amount, $2. If you want to join and hang out with Dent and me and Jessica and Ryan from Technoagorist for some reason, you can do it there. Hey, he deserves to be there. Okay. He does deserve to be here. Yes. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to sign this thing out. <laughs> so... <laughs> Once again, thank you guys. And to the audience, thank you. Try your best to embrace the absurdity, do things that make you happy, live the life you want to live, how you want to live it, and try to plant some seeds of hope along the way. And uh, I'm going to have to work on my my outro tag there, but yeah, just a little bit. Jeez, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm telling <laughs> you, well, it's, 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 it's pretty <laughs> rough, but we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Thank you guys. And thank you. See you later, audience. See you guys. Bye. Bye.